Kaore Tapone Morikirika, a waiata composed by Takoti Arikidangi Te Turuki, extolling the people of the Tuhoe tribe to hold on to their whenua, their land. Be cautious with government policies. Retain sovereignty of your lands. Do not trust the government because of their devious means. Now, this is just one of more than 90 waiata, chants in the ancient idiom written by Takoti. So, who is this man, Takoti? Rebel? Distorted stories implanted in the popular mind may say so, but that's only a fraction of the story of Takoti. I found in my life that Takoti was a complex person, a man of forgiveness, but he was also a man that would bewildered the state. He was both revered and reviled. But I grew up in an environment that cherished dignity. Enga mana engario koto ko tahuri mai kite hotaka nei tenei timhi kawatsu kia koto katoa. Ko Justin Murray tenei this is Tiahika on RNZ National. In the past few weeks, we've brought you the series Te Pūtake o Te Riri, discussions about the New Zealand land wars and conflicts, thanks to Te Whare Wānanga o Awanui Yārangi. Dr Hare Williams is a storyteller. He was part of the Māori Language Programming Unit for Radio New Zealand, head of Aotearoa Radio, and worked as a translator with the Waitangi Tribunal. With a background in education, in 2017, he received an honorary doctorate from Auckland's Unitec for services to Māori and education. Tonight, in this final episode, we join Dr Hardy Williams, who shares his knowledge about the founder of the Ringatū faith, Te Kōti Ārikirangi Te Turiki. But first, he gives an insight into his childhood. I grew up in Ohiwa at a little place, a little valley called Karaka. It's over on the other side of Roimata. It's a holy place for Ingatū, because that's where Tekoti was mortally wounded. I grew up the cherished grandson of my grandparents, Rimaha, who was high up in the Ringatū church. So I internalised those things, really the foundations of Ringatū, in my life. I found in my life that Takoti was a complex person. He was both revered and reviled. I learned about Takoti being shipped off to the Farikauri, the miraculous, spectacular escape from bondage. I learned about the prophecies of his birth by the prophet Tatoiroa, who prophesied there are two boys who would be born to the Rangipatahi and his wife, Tūrāko, that if the younger of those children survive, everything will be okay. But if the older survive, there'll be chaos in New Zealand. So prophecy was a part of Tekoti from early childhood, before he was born. This is about three years before Cook sighted Gisborne. So I grew up at Ohiwa, the cherished child of two grandparents who had their virtuosity 
in harvesting the land and cooking the things that came from the harbour and the bush and harvesting their rongoa at an annual season, certain times of the year. Who looked for the pipi whararua in November, at the end of March, for the planting of the kumara at Ohiwa? The land was actually is still endowed in the Ringatū church. It didn't belong to us. We were put there as kaitiaki for the land. So I went to school at a Portuguese college. I was in the slow lane, lane of learning. All of us Māori kids from Waimana or Ringatū. Whenever we stayed home on the 11th, the 12th and the 13th of each month, yeah, those kutu kids are up, up at it again. Kutu kids, that's what we were called. We were either called that kutu kids or Māori bugs. Dr Hardy Williams talked about being away from school from the 11th, 12th and 13th. Every month on the 11th day, one of the practices of the Ringatū faith is to hold their service. The next day there is a hākari or feast, and the third day includes a final service. In his time as a broadcaster, Dr Hardy Williams has built up a body of work. He's interviewed Māori leaders and historians, many who have now passed on. He says this work should be accessible to everyone. A lot of the evidence that I've, I've collected in my 11 years in broadcasting, māuaku, mitakurangatira no humaina, oibiru of kutarere, wiremutare of tateko, what a man, one of the academics in the Māori world, wiremutare. Pākehā and Māori, I met with Whakahuihui Verko. Whakahuihui Verko told me, Whatever our hahi, our people of this area, turn to, <coughs> intrinsically deep down underneath, they're still Ringatū. Whether you're Presbyterian, Anglican, or Methodist, or, or, or Ratana, or whatever you are, you're still intrinsically Ringatū. I talked to Paul Reeves when he was the Bishop of Auckland. I had this privilege of asking people questions and for your information, uh, that information is in the Turnbull Library and it's also in the archives of Radio New Zealand. It's all annotated now. You can press a button and, and get the information. That information should be accessible to broadcasters, Māori broadcasting. It's got to be available to research people researching the history of our country and to make it available to Māori radio stations and television around the country. That information belongs to our people. Dr Williams discusses the plight of Te Koti, a controversial figure who fought alongside the government against the Ho-Ho, also known as the followers of the Pai Māori faith in 1865. Accused of being a spy, he was exiled and imprisoned on the Chatham Islands, also known as Whare Kauri. So what happened at Farakoli. Why did De Korti, why was he sent away? He was a peaceful man. You know, there, there are paradoxes in the story of De Korti. So, so on, the, on the trip over to Farakoli, some of the whakarau, the prisoners, wanted to get rid of him, throw him overboard, because he was a kukupa. 
he was fighting alongside the British. So the major says to him in the sentencing of Tecote, you went to try and get your brother out of, um, from amongst the ho-ho. One of our guards say that you emptied your revolver so that you don't have to shoot at anyone. He said, I'm true. So why did, why did Sergeant Tuke, why did he accuse you of, of doing this? He said, because I stole his wife. So there's a lot of humour in the stories of Takoti. It's no accident that he was a sea captain. He owned two ships. The merchant vessel, the Henry, which he bought, and the other one, the merchant vessel, Te Fetuki, which he built at Manatuke in Gisborne. He was successful as a trader, and one of the reasons that he was deported well, he's, he was too bloody clever for the settlers. So Harris and Reed plotted against him. He was a victim of propaganda. I think uh, Buddy told you a moment ago that the first victim of war is the truth. The first victim of war is the truth. While a prisoner at Whare Kauri, Te Kōti began studying the Bible, the scriptures. He fell ill, and it was around this time that he began to receive messages and signs from the spiritual world. He founded the Ringatū faith, based on the Old Testament of the Bible and Māori tradition, as Dr. Hardy Williams explains. Te Kōti's spirit was aroused by the archangel when he was about to die. He was very sick. He was put into a separate whare, with the wife of Wairahi, the leading chief on the island at that time. There were over 300 prisoners taken from New Zealand, and nearly all of them were ho-ho. Te Kōti was not a ho-ho. The archangel has said, and I grew up in an environment that believed every word that were handed down. The words were canonised, were polished like greenstone, and handed down over generations to the power of storytelling. Thomas Porter, a guard at Farikodi, at the prison, and he wrote about his relationship with Tecorti. Tecorti told me about the three signs that were given to him by the archangel Michael. The first sign, two ships will be anchored on the harbour at Farikodi. The second sign is the onslaught of rain, heavy drizzle. The third sign would be lightning. Very prophetic stuff, eh? Biblical stuff. So the day came, two ships around on the harbour. Tikorti was a military strategist. He worked everything out to a T. He learnt his strategies by reading Gideon and also the King David. The Hokofitua to Matauinga comes from Fakarau Pochiki, who comes down from Maui in Fakapapa. Fakatau Pochiki wrote the manual for Maori warfare. 
the Hokofitu Art Tumataruenga. So the pattern was in place. Later on, he used deception and guile, misinformation and intelligence of the enemy. So the two ships were out in the harbour. His instructions were to go out and gather the firewood, tie them up in tight bundles and stack them right up to the top of the guardhouse, to the roof, so that to allow very, very little movement. They did that. They went out and gathered the firewood, the onset of fog and drizzle occurred. They tied them up, stacked them right up. The guards were there. Then lightning, then the thunder, the clap of thunder, the message, the signal from God to overpower everyone on the island. But to court his instructions are not to harm, not to molest, not to take anything, not to rob their victims. Yeah, here's a paradox, eh? And yet he held his peace. The deliverance of his people was carefully calculated. One of the guards managed to, 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 to free his hands because they were tied up and tied to the pews, the seats turned upside down and their feet up in the air. One of them managed to free himself and grab a tomahawk and threw it at Tamihana Tekateke, who was a ho-ho. He grabbed the tomahawk and killed the guard against the instructions of Tikoti. Tamihana Tekateke is one of my tupuna. I'm from the Brown family in Tekaraka. And they set out to return to Gisborne. That was on the 6th of July, 1868. Without Tikoti, they would, could, they would not have made that escape. You know, when I, when I was talking to uh, Wiremutare, they call him Wiremu Pākehā here, he, 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 he was a fountain of knowledge as far as Ringatū was concerned. He knew the Bible and he knew the story of Tikoti. I had extensive interviews with him. And he said to me that without the divine guidance that was given to him, None of that escape would have happened. My uncle George Brown of uh, Takaraka, he said, how can you escape from a place like this? There's no escape for anyone from the Chatham Islands. But Takoti did it. In July of 1868, Takoti escaped Chatham Island and made landfall at Poverty Bay. So a missionary at, at Whareongonga at, at the time of their death, their escape. A German missionary, Angst was his name, he wrote down in his diary, a six, 163 men, 64 women, and 71 children made the escape. They landed at Whareongaonga. Two days later, they had a Aringatu service on the beach. I've been to Whareongaonga. What a deserted place. It's all slippery rocks, but it's a holy place. I, I did a, a broadcast from there. So when they landed at Whareongaonga, 
Tikotsi sent his word to Reginald Biggs in Gisborne to say, my peace is forever. I do not come in war. You have my word that I will not attack Tuna. He set the ship free. The sailors in it were allowed to go, took out the money that was owing to his people and made his way inland to the promised land. Yeah, there's so much to tell you. This is only a tip of the iceberg of one of New Zealand's greatest generals. (coughs) Hey, can I stretch my neck here, him and I, and say New Zealand's greatest general? I went to London a few years ago. I worked into a church, and there's a statuette of Tikoti there, alongside Mandela (coughs) as freedom fighters. In his prophecy, he wrote a song, and he was inspired by Daniel chapter 9, 25, in the Old Testament. He was always reading the Old Testament. His inspiration came from the prophets. This is what Daniel said. Mene mene tekel pasel. I've talked to Jewish people about mene mene tekel pasel. Beautiful words, eh? What does it mean, the king asked. It means that your kingdom will crumble. One day, the people will restore their mana. That was the inspiration for Tikoti to write Kahore te po morikarikane. There are three elements that's going to restore the mana of my people across New Zealand. It's happening now. In the 1880s, no one was talking about the Treaty of Waitangi. Not even Māori. The treaty was going to be nullified. One of our sensible leaders at the time said the treaty is a nullity. It's got nothing. It's got no validity in court. Tuarua ko ngā koti whenua. Ana ko tātou inaene ka karenei ki te aroa o ngā koti o te motu. Here we are, battling out in the courts of the land. The third one is keep your language, keep your faith in God. Don't part with your land. Your mana motuhake is imbued in the land.
how many of you have heard, not heard, heard this story before? So we've got one of the best education systems in the world. There's no doubt about it. But it betrayed Māori kids. It betrayed, also betrayed Pākehā kids. It never told the story of New Zealand. The colonial story and the post-colonial story of New Zealand. But I agree with uh, Sawira that we're beginning to change very slowly, not quantum leaps, incremental moves. There's a generation of Parker kids I work with at the Auckland University and uh, other tertiary institutions in Auckland. One is a Pakistan, one is an Australian, another one an American, one from Israel. There's eight of these young people come to my house and we're winding around a barbecue. Man, they're brilliant. They're committed to New Zealand because they realise New Zealand is, can be the most livable small democracy in the world. I say to them, why? Because we are beginning to resolve our conflicts. We're beginning to come together. It's a long way yet. But our generation, my daughter's generation, who's 27, those people are going to lead this country to a future in the fact that we're finding a pathway towards social equality and social justice in this country. We're not there yet by a long shot. But one hour like this brings us together to hear these stories because the therapy for New Zealand, for Pākehā New Zealand's Māori don't need therapy. We know how to deal with trauma. We have the marae, we have the tangihanga, we have kai, we have waiata, we have karakia, to deal with adversity. And so, today, some of those things are beginning to heal, not just New Zealand, but the world. I think there's trouble ahead, but Aotearoa New Zealand is something unique. You know, to me, Tikoti is one of the great general, generals of our country. But I've argued this, I've had a debate on this with Jamie Bellich, who says Titokowaru is the greatest general that New Zealand has ever produced. I said, no, Tikoti is. Oh, we have our little differences on that one. Kia ora, tēnei te mihi ki a koe e te rangatira. Dr. Hare Williams nō nai tūhoi, te aitanga a māhaki.